I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's get our brother Pablo in here. Pablo, what's hey. happening? Hey, what's up, fellas? What's up, Pablo? How you doing, bro? Oh, man, I just got to say, first off, that uh, KCU the coolest day is. Thank you, sir. And um, D-Lo, your sarcasm is like the best there is. <laughs> it just—I mean, if they had a contest for sarcasm, you would win as that. You'd be busting me up. Man, I, but, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about, Pablo. I, <laughs> there you go. There you go. But I appreciate but, you. No, it's more when you raise your voice and you yell. No. That is, I'll be busted up because <laughs> it's just so on point. That doesn't sound like it's me. It's so probably. on point. And then KC just, I'm busting up with KC right along with him. It's funny, man. But anyway, yeah, I, yeah, as far as the Kings go, okay, first of all, I'm ecstatic of where we at in the future and about getting better. But that said, you know, remember when uh, um, they were putting together the team and then um, the GM, he said, well, we got one more thing. We're not done yet. Mm-hmm. And so I was still excited. But what happened, that last thing was Della Vadova. And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> you know, I thought we'd get a little better than that. But we'll, I'll roll with it. And so this last go around with the trade is, oh, we got something cooking, you know, we're working. And then we come up with Kessler. But no disrespect to him, but I said, well, we can uh, do a little better than that. And then when he, he did his press conference, he says, I want to start my press conference by thanking my team and working so hard. I said, what did they do? We didn't do anything. So have some conversations. So I'm not putting them down, but I'm just saying that, you know, we're right on the precipice. I mean, I'm satisfied, but yet, you know, these opportunities, as you know, don't come around so often. And so basically I'm just saying, you know, we could have did, you know, a little bit better, I thought. Uh, well, 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 Pablo. And, we love you, Pablo. Yeah, Pablo, our guy, man. Pablo, I will say, I talked about it yesterday. We talked about it on the day of the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. We don't know that they didn't try. You know, and little things come out yesterday, like mm-hmm. in Sam Amick on the Ringer Pod talking about, hey, they were they were in on Jared Vanderbilt. They, they were disappointed yeah. they didn't get him because they were trying to make that happen. I didn't get a chance to hear it, but apparently Sammy wasn't the only one. Yeah, his partner over at the Athletic Shams was talking about the Kings too. and the assets that they yeah. have. Yeah, so you know, they tried. You can't make people do deals with you in that situation. You can't make people uh, sign as a free agent. The only control you really have uh, as an NBA team is when you draft somebody. Um, but other than that, you know, it takes two to tango. 
So yeah, I, I also I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stall. I, I know we all remember the line very well. But I'm gonna stall Monty out a little bit from that press conference line where he said, "You know, we're not done," mm-hmm. and almost instantly he caught himself and said. Yeah, you know, we're, you know, we like the moves we did. We're not done. We're, we're always looking to get better. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and, and we, <laughs> we joked about this when we aired his, his press conference a couple of days ago. That's always going to be his line. Yeah. We're always going to try to get better. Hey, Monty, you, you go get KD? Can you, can, can you go get KD? Can you go get Giannis? We're always going to try to get better. Can you go get Matthew Della Vadova or, or, or Dante DiVincenzo? We're always going to try to get better. Can you go get Michael Jordan on his 60th birthday? <laughs> his line is always going to be exactly the same. We're always going to try to get better. Mm-hmm. And that was his line. I, I think that's what he meant in the we're not done. Mm-hmm. It's, okay, we made this big move for, for DeMontis Sabonis. Or, or maybe, maybe that was the, po- the, the, the offseason with um, – uh, Malik and and, mm-hmm. and and Kevin Herter. It might have been that press conference where he said, yeah, you know, we're not done. We're always looking to improve the team. I don't believe Monty ever goes, did it. I'm going to go sit down and have a cigar with my King's bubble vest. <laughs> I did it. They loved them bubble vests. Boy, them GMs, like it's a uniform. Like yeah, West, 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 West Wilcox and, and, and the form they, 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 one, they, right? Like, because I got a big, I got one that, you know, is a little, little thicker. You know, and, and a little poofier. They got the slim cut. Yeah, they got the, they got the Calvin Klein slim yeah. fit uh, yeah. uh, Kings. And it's like a uniform for GMs. Like, that's how they – I looked over. I was like, hey, there's there's Wes. Is Wes dressed exactly like Monty was at the press conference? <laughs> yes, in fact, he was. But I don't think either of them ever go, all right, high five, Wes. We did it. We're done. No, they're always going to make phone calls, feel phone oh, calls. Yes. Do all those different things. And, again, depending on what you read, what you believe, it's not like they didn't try to go get all of those players that we talked about. Mm-hmm. It's not like they – it's 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 not like it was just our idea. <laughs> right. Right. They placed those calls. They made those calls. They were in on some of those guys from, mm-hmm. from what's been pretty well reported here mm-hmm. uh, at this point. Um, but we talk about this regularly. Everyone said, well, we moved all these second-round picks. Kings have 4,000 second-round picks. Like, that's fine. There was – we'll use Portland, for example. There is a price for Portland. Mm-hmm. There's a different price for Sacramento. Yep. And unless Sacramento wants to make what I think is their price, then I'm going to trade this individual to Portland. Right. They tried. Right. You, you move on. And, and, and it's not the end of the world that they didn't. No, and, and, and you're in one of those situations wanted. where um, you're trying to do something, but you're not, like, overly pressed. You know, last year he was trying to do something. I was on his head. A lot of people, Monty, you got to do something. You have to. This year I, didn't, I never felt like they had to make a move. Yeah. So I think he probably went it the same way. Like, I'm going to look. I'm going to try and make a move, something that works, something that makes sense for this organization. But if it's not making sense or the price is too high, I'm okay with bowing out. We just move on. Mm-hmm. I think that's more so what uh, what happened this trade deadline. Hey, uh, speaking of, I was reading a lot about this this morning. You know, Brooklyn wants to move Ben Simmons. Mm. 
What in God's name is the value of Ben Simmons on the trade market right now? Because, <sighs> again, and whether people like that, I don't know when this is going to stop being the case. I honestly don't. Ben Simmons is going to be the talk of the offseason again because mm-hmm. it's clear Brooklyn's, they're moving in a completely different direction. Yeah. I, I, I guess I get why they did what they did, but they, they, they're ready to move on from Ben, and and Ben is already in that. Like if you read his quotes, like, Ben, you know what, what what's what's your what's your you know what, what do you think your role is here moving forward with this new team? I don't know, hmm. and I don't even fault him for that. He may very well. So I, I have no idea. I would say, and people probably think I'm crazy, or I'd say it's like. A rotational player mm-hmm. and and some seconds. Yeah. Like, why would you give up yeah. anything? I don't think you would, because because I think I think not only is the question about him on the court, like what he could do for your team. Mm-hmm. I I I I think there was a lot of belief. Well, he'll be better here. He'll be better out of that environment. He'll be better once he's healthy. Mm-hmm. None of those things have proven to be accurate so you're trading for a really expensive player mm-hmm. who doesn't match that contract yeah, that's the killer too like yeah who, who's willing to give up the money that will you you'll need to match you better have a strong infrastructure that can help that that you know you or i mean maybe in, infrastructure does he have any friends in the league and I'm not trying to be I'm I'm not trying to be funny. Yeah. Like we can point to dudes who are like super close around the league. Does Ben have like real homies in the league? Cuz that might be the team he has to land on. Yeah. Is we I think I you know you you, you the, the GM like, "Hey, you got a relationship with Ben? What do you think?" I think we get you guys together. This could work. We talked about Malik and De'Aaron, right. not not even remotely close to the same type of situation. We talked about the importance of that relationship. Ben need a homie. Hey, look. <laughs> he needs someone to help him out here. Look, for the first time in years, you know, maybe first time ever. Not not ever, but first time in a while. Ben can come to Sacramento. Yeah, we got second round picks. We got second round picks. Yeah. Give him the Rashawn Holmes contract. Yeah. You know, maybe we could put some other contracts to make it work. I mean, John but, brought it up. I, I was going to wait. I was, but I was just about John to say, brought it up. I was getting there. You're talking about infrastructure and a homie. Mm-hmm. Got family here, man. Ben Simmons has a godfather here. in Sacramento. Ben Simmons can come here. For those not hip to that, that's Coach David Patrick. Mm-hmm. He's the only person that makes Ben Simmons tweet. Broad ass facts. <laughs> that might be that might be the last tweet Ben Simmons sent was the uh congratulations Coach Patrick tweet. So I I would roll, You do it? Yeah, I'd roll the dice on Ben Simmons. The price is right. Absolutely. And, and and the price is right, meaning cheap. cheap. It's gotta be cheap. Yeah. You, yeah. Hey, Brooklyn. Yeah. What you, what you want to do with these second round picks? Because the salary dumps and all that stuff are, 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 are gone. Like, they, they won't really have those. I don't even know that I'd trade a player uh, for him. But, I, you know, I got, I got some second-round picks you could take. Yeah. Maybe I, a conditional second-round pick. <laughs> yeah. I'd do it, though. I'd, I'd, I'd absolutely do it. He's had – this doesn't even add up. Well, he's got a bunch of retweets. I was trying to see if he, he had some tweets since the Coach David Patrick tweet. 
and he has. But you want to talk into the mic there, uh, broadcast journalist? Oh, I know y'all can hear me. <laughs> I'm just trying to see if he had any tweets uh, since the congratulatory uh, tweet for for Coach Patrick, and he has. Oh, but I, I would have bet no. In here. There's a lot of retweets from like 2021, and no, nah, he got some from August, no original yeah. tweet. No, he does. He's got some. Slow news day, August 9th, 2022. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I'm sure it was something that involved him. I don't remember. Yeah, what he it had was. one laughing emoji and said, "Slow news day." He's played in 49 games this season. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. He's played in 41, mm-hmm. 41 games uh, this season. Um. I just I'm, I'm just going to conduct a quick experiment. Okay, 41 games he scored in double digits in 13 of them. Mm. Season high this year is 22. Mm. Uh, against Memphis he scored 20 against Indiana. Season high in assists has he had a yeah, he's had 13 assists this year. Season high in steals looks like it's four. He's had four a couple of times. The, looks like the defender might still be there. The defender might be there. The problem is he he's a I know you read off some numbers. He's a zero on the offensive end. Yeah, he, no, that's accurate. I he, think he's, he's seven points zero. on the season. So you need you need a, a lot of offense around him. Seven, six, and six. Do those numbers sound like anyone? I'm not trying to be funny, but they're similar. Who is that? Those those got to be close to Draymond's numbers. <laughs> Seven, six, and six. Those got to be real close to Sounds Draymond's about numbers. Right. <laughs> he ain't putting up numbers like Joe Davidson is. Joe no, Davidson Joe joins Davidson us put up when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leader. Steel on KC on ESPN 1320. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. D-Lo and KC continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Pays off to tune into the YouTube stream once in a while. YouTube.com slash ESPN1320. You can check us out on Twitch as well. Twitch.tv slash ESPN1320. We're available uh, on Facebook if you ever want to watch the show. Joe Davidson uh, telling some nice stories there during the commercial break. And you talk about a tease for the return. I, 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 can't, I can't wait to hear this. Joe said he's got a story <laughs> regarding Casey's alma mater. And the beam? Shout out CKM. What up, baby? We do. We do. So the Sack Walking Section basketball playoffs are in full force. And the McClatchy Lions, the heart of the Sacramento City Unified School District and the alma mater of, uh, of Kenny Carraway. My boy. They, they, the, girls. the girls basketball team, Jeff Oda, an alum coach, um, seated fourth in the Division One, rolled last night, beat Ender, come up Sacramento 79-27. And not only did they appreciate their victory, but they lit up beam. Let's go. That's what we outside their gym. And what school colors would that be? Burgundy, right, Kenny? And it was a nice maroon. maroon. Yes. Um, And I'm thinking, there you go. There you go. So I'm going to go check out their game tomorrow night. St. Francis plays at McClatchy tomorrow night at seven. Yeah, we won all that smoke. I might have to go see that one. What I got? They 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 might need an alum to go light the beam. Where is everybody getting all these beams from? Well, I don't know. It's theft. No, it's 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 a. And, you know, here's the thing. You guys have probably talked about it uh, many times, but what a great idea by the king. Have oh, a little fun. And some people think, oh, it's amateur. And she's, hey, man, when you've suffered as long as the Kings fans have, you celebrate everything you can. Absolutely. And so the beam thing is kind of cool. Absolutely. Ken, Kenny said this before I got to experience it, but the outside the Golden One Center after a win, when that beam is lit, is the happiest place on earth. <laughs> Disneyland can go to hell. It is the happiest place on earth when when the Kings win and that beam is lit and people are walking around, even in the freezing cold, celebrating, taking pictures, going on IG, doing all that stuff. It is it is it's tremendous. It is tremendous. It's, uh, you know, just imagine if the Kings had a lousy season, you know, the beam hasn't been lit in 17 days, but we're still hopeful. I mean, that's not the case. <laughs> right. right. No, it wouldn't have the same excitement, but the beam would start to malfunction. Like it only goes like four feet in the air. Like you, you know, you can only see it from the Sawyer. Like it just all goes bad. It would have been all bad. Hey, I, my I know you guys have talked about this, but um, you know, what's great about the NBA is that Dallas Mavericks game the other night, the second game of the back-to-back. And, yeah, everybody's got opinions about Kyrie Irving. Maybe he's not the greatest teammate, and he certainly has a lot of drama. But, man, he had some plays of greatness. And mm. the fadeaways, that's, and it's like this guy, you know, the the fadeaway three-pointer, the, oh, the baseline spin move off the glass. Oh. And I'm thinking, wow. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's what you see only in the NBA mm-hmm. and, and and the fans, I was not, I was watching at home riveted. Um, but it sounded like the place was just, the roof was just coming off and people were excited. And uh, uh, it reminded me when I was covering the Kings back in the two thousands, when the Mavericks and the Kings had several playoff rumbles, Nick Van Etzel, and then later Steve Nash and Dirk Nowitzki, great games, mm-hmm. great games, uh, pow- uh, Western conference powers. And God, wouldn't that be a great playoff series oh, yeah. uh, this time around? I'd love that. I'd absolutely love that. And Joe, you're talking about that. And it reminds me of, um, 
you know, this is this is all done and gone. The, the Kings are they're here. They're not going nowhere. But, you know, remember with the relocation saga and people that were on opposing sides of it, like that's – this is – there's one Kyrie Irving on this earth, and you get a chance to see him in Sacramento a couple of times a year. There's one Giannis on this earth, and you get a chance to see him. When Wimbayama gets here – you get a chance to see these special. Well, athletes. women Yama will be here forty-one times because Monty McNair is going to figure out some way to trade for him. Yeah, after yeah. we win Mon- the championship, Monty, Monty's right after oh, we after snap, at the ring ceremony, man. we're going to introduce go. Victor Wimbanyama. That's the, you know, the one thing that's the one thing that I think people the the, the common fan could appreciate uh, about a Kyrie Irving is he looks more like us. He's he's not a seven footer. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's more our height. And the Steph Curry syndrome, but it, what he, that's that's like wow. There's a guy who's not six foot nine, seven foot, who can do remarkable things, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and there you go. And, and and it's interesting, you know, the Mavericks gave him such a loud ovation when he got introduced. Of course, if he was with the other team, they would have booed him. But I mean, that's sports, you know. I mean, remember Dennis Rodman? People couldn't stand Dennis Rodman. Bulls fans couldn't stand him from the. You know the, the the Detroit Piston bad boy era, and then when he joined the Bulls, eh, he's just misunderstood. He's one of our guys. <laughs> right. That's sports. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I it, it is it is jarring when you see guys like Giannis and, and LeBron, and you just look at them and go, I I'm not. We're we're both humans. We're both men. That's not me. Now that guy, Steph. Now I I could be Steph. <laughs> I could never be. I could never be Giannis. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, the truth I, is, I can't be any of them. I, I say the I say the 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 story all the time, um, but you know I'm a hooper. I'm competitive. You know I think I could do anything out there on the court, especially you know in my prime or whatever. I remember I met Trevor Ariza one time at my homeboy's house, and he was sitting down, and he stood up, and I said, in my head, I was like, what the hell? What I do with Trevor Ariza guarding me on the floor. This guy's six seven. He can touch the ceiling standing up, mm-hmm. and he guards people like me. <laughs> what the hell would I do with that? Like it's it's crazy to see these guys sometimes in like just get up close to them and see how you know large they really mm-hmm. are. Yeah, very uh, true. Joe, let's you you asked about uh, you you, you want to hit him with your McClatchy question. You I think you tried to uh, follow no that no it was no question. It was oh. just a shout out to oh. the, to the girls team. You know doing what they do in these playoffs. Oh. You know we going for another section title. Okay. That's what we oh, do. Yeah. Rawr. You know no, what I'm saying? We out here doing what we do. CKM, stand I up. I really vote against the, the RAR. <laughs> you know, and, and when we try to cover girls' <laughs> athletics, um, you know, especially in basketball, over the decades, girls' basketballs had way more scholarship players out of Sacramento than the boys, mm-hmm. three to one. And I don't know why, uh, but girls just seem to manage their time and can be multi-sport athletes, great students. Um, I went to a, a game last night in a Sac City Unified School District thing was um, West Campus. Used to be the academic arm of Hiram Johnson. Now it's been its own campus for about 20 years. John Langston's the coach. He coached Vicki Ball at Sac High back in the late 2000s. So there was greatness coaching greatness. And I was talking to Coach Langston, and he's won three section championships and two state championships with West Campus. And I said, you know, tell me something about these girls and how good they are academically. And, And they're just genius is what he's called he goes a couple weeks ago in practice he stopped practice and he walked away and said well what are you two girls talking about he goes we're, we're working on our french 
coach because we have a French test tomorrow. So they're talking French as they're doing basketball drills to stay sharp with their French test, but also to stay sharp in their basketball skills mm-hmm. and all blended together. I said, that's just amazing. Yeah. I mean, you just don't see that anywhere. And he says he demands his kids because I demand that they give me the same effort in basketball that they do in class. Normally mm-hmm. it's the other way around. Hey, would you please apply yourself mm-hmm. in class with the same amount of gusto as you do on the basketball floor? So that's, uh, that's really cool. And speaking of great students, I'm going to go to a great game tonight. Uh, the Jesuit Marauders seated fourth in division one boys with Andre Stoyakovic, some of the former Kings uh, all-star Peja and kudos to Peja. He just kind of blends into the stands mm-hmm. and people respect him. They're not flooding him for, autographs and he sits like a like a, a nervous papa as he's <laughs> body english make that free throw and this and that and andre and and the guys are playing monterey trail which is an incredible Ooh. opener yes. uh monterey trail tied for the metro league championship and so you have two league championships two league champions playing but monterey trail has a chance to beat these guys mm-hmm. and uh that would be a stunning upset um but jesuit is, is a terrific team well coached the, and the, the the difference maker in Andre, he's six foot seven. Last week against Sheldon, he in the first half, he had some Euro moves, some spin moves. They get a dunk in the third quarter. They're right on him. Man defense. Sheldon's got guys. And he had five three pointers. And he's as unstoppable of a high school kid as we've ever seen around here. So, but he does it without dominating the ball. And it's all a good flow and they have a good defense. So that's going to be a good game. We've talked about Kiku Parker on this show, mm-hmm. um, the transfer from El Camino. He finally got cleared and he has Grant in the playoffs. Grant in Division One plays at Western Ranch of Stockton tonight, a rematch of a non-league game from a week ago that Western Ranch won by a few points. So we're going to have some really good teams out yeah, in the first round. And Monterey Trail's got this terrific guard, six foot four guard, Farrick Lewis, who's going to Long Beach State Scholarship. So he's a player. Laguna Creek's another team in Division One. In there comes one, 18 in a row, second seed. Um, they're located right over by Arco Arena. And Thomas Fred Wilson's the coach there. They got several six foot five guards. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, you know, wow. So, uh, and then Mike Wall is the coach at number one seated Folsom. He's at win number 499. What a great mm-hmm. career. He's been in the state finals. He's won section championships. So, uh, if high school hoops is your thing, it's a, it's a, it's a affordable ticket. It's great entertainment. Game start at seven, everybody home by curfew. Um, you know, it's it's still a good gig. It's it's some really good teams. That's just a couple of divisions right there. We got all kinds of divisions. Absolutely, I, I got. You know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be locked into the you know the the service that allows you to watch the games. I'm all over them. They they got they got some great games. But you mentioned the the, the one that you're going to tonight, and man, that's that's a tough draw for both teams. Man, Jesuit being a three seed and having to take on a team like Monterey Trails and Monterey Trails. What are they doing down in 14? What happened with that draw right there? Well, and and it's um, Monterey Trail has a misleading record: fifteen wins, thirteen losses. Got off those slow start. Uh, Robert Fields has done a great job as coach there. First league championship, even though it was shared in school history. It's a longtime football power there in the Oak Grove Unified School District, and that's a brutal draw. I mean, wow! And um, you know, a second round game if the seeds hold could be Grant or Western Ranch at Folsom. Wow! Um, could be Capital Christian. And Jesuit, Capital Christian at Jesuit in a Friday game, if the seeds hold, um, pretty impressive. Um, Sheldon has been a champion in this section for a lot of years. If they win, the Huskies win 
tonight they they play Modesto Christian, which is the defending mm-hmm. champion. Um, so so a really good. Or we could even have Laguna Creek play at Intercom on Friday. These are. Mm. It's the best. I wrote about it a couple of weeks ago, guys. Where I said it's the deepest, most talented Division One field ever yeah. that I've mm. seen. This, and, this uh, stuff is great. I think it's great. Is there a favorite? Is Folsom? Is there a favorite? Well, and it's weird how the seedings go. And this the section sel- selection seedings committee um, is about seven guys. And you know you're crunching all this data and head to head and strength of league and blah 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 blah. And it seemed like Modesto Christian, which is going for its 21st championship. And has five in Division One, mm-hmm. in section play. Won the NorCal Open last year. Almost won the state championship. All those kids are back. Should have been a number one seed, but fell to number three because of its whatever computer formula. That's still your favorite. Uh, they got so many guys back, and um, um, you know, so that's that should be the favorite there. But you know, Folsom's the number one seed, and you know, people come and complain, and all oh, this isn't fair, and we shouldn't draw this. Team. Just play, just play, play the game, man. And, yeah, and then in Division Two, Rio Americano is the top seed, well coached, the only section team to beat Folsom this year. So there's that. Um, Atwater is the only unbeaten team, boys or girls. Atwater of Merced County, they're 28 0, number two seed in Division Two, and it's right on down the line. And there's a kid, Union Mine, up in El Dorado County. Um, they have a kid named Mason Modishet. He's got, he scored 1,200 points in his career. He's, you know, checked him out a couple of weeks ago. Small school, but they love everything. Great rooting section. They call it the pit. Diamondbacks is their mascot. So, uh, you know, we talked about during football, guys, where the rooting sections were there, the student sections, the band, it spilled right out into basketball. So high school sports are very healthy with attendance, interest, following, and all that. And uh, it's good to see. Yeah. And you mentioned, the, you know, Division One, Division Two. I mean, the the whole like landscape of high school is just stacked right now. Because I'm looking at Division Three, and I don't want to. I'm not disparaging anybody, but I'm just going to tell you as a viewer, I'd love to see Vanden versus Sakai in the championship game of D three. And and if the seedings that. hold, uh, that'll happen. And Sakai is really good. They're and really Matt Johnson's good. the coach. He's an alumni, and they have some six, seven sophomores who just throw down dunks. I'm thinking, this guy's like a man. But then he'll airball an eight-foot floater. And so he's learning. But the effort is there. Uh, and then he'll block a shot. And then he's running the floor. And, and then Placer in Division Three, Mark Lee is their coach. He's uh, been there forever. And he's he's going to bow out after this year. So there's motivation there. And uh, But you're right. It's, um, uh, and these kids, you know, the section championships – are February 24th and 25th at Golden One. Mm. And what a thrill for these kids to get in there. There's always those first quarter where they're trying to figure out, you know, the depth perception and 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 everything sounds different, looks different, but it's a great moment for them. And if they could overcome the early jitters, then people settle in. And, and then state finals will also be at Golden One. Yeah. And so the Golden One, um, a great job with Vivek and the Kings group continuing to work with the CIF to give them a good deal and a good package. The CIF wants to have a great wow experience without having to charge huge amounts of money for a ticket. Mm-hmm. And we all bemoan the Maloofs, rightly so, the previous King's ownership, but they also had a good deal at Arco Arena with the high schools. Mm-hmm. And so that's uh, it's good. It's good for the community uh, and it's good for the Kings to, to give back in that regard. Mm-hmm. So they, it's a nice partnership. You sang the praises of the young women in the area earlier. Is the uh, the, the the young lady side is that as star studded as the men? 
Yeah, in some ways more so, Damien. So in girls basketball, we know St. Mary's of Stockton um, has been a powerhouse forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had great players. They've had great championships. They've won a section record, 21 section championships. They won eight Division One section championships in a row until Folsom beat them in the playoffs last year. Then Oak Ridge beat Folsom in the section finals. Folsom's the number one seed this season, having beaten St. Mary's in a non-league game earlier this year. So it's one uh, Folsom, the one seed, St. Mary's, the two seed Folsom. Folsom is coached by Lynn Wilking, delightful guy who was telling me a, a, a few days ago that when he first took over some 15 years ago, they couldn't even win league games. Hmm. And he had a player. I said, how bad was it? He goes, well, we had a girl and we we're going to play a big showdown game against St. Francis in the Delta league before they're switched to the Sierra foothill league. And she said, coach, I can't play tonight. Why? Well, I got tickets to a concert in the Bay area. That doesn't happen anymore now. Mm. Now you're committed to playing. Yeah. And uh, so they're really good. And uh, we talked about uh, McClatchy, um, Antelope. Uh, it's coached by Sean Chambers. That might be a familiar name to yeah, Kenny Carraway. was a great player in the early 80s for, yeah. for Highlands. He's been a never expected to coach girls basketball. And now says, I will only coach girls basketball. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, I hear a lot of coaches say that. Steve White. Up at Oak Ridge, he used to coach boys basketball in L.A. and then came up to Oak Ridge and Eldorado Hills in 1995. He goes, I'm only going to coach girls. They, they, there's a different focus. Uh, there's there's no ego. And they work together. So that's refreshing. Um, you know, and in Division Two, Christian Brothers of Sacramento, 26-2, and two, the number one seed in Division Two, uh, a really good team. Vista Del Lago is the number two seed. And Vanden, again, Vanden um, is really good in Division Three for girls. Uh, a lot of star power, a lot of good players. And, and if you like fundamentals – Set screens, they box out, they share the ball. They hope too. They hope they just right sure they, and they will. They, they, they will. Some girls that they freestyle on you too. So you know they get out there and do that. Um, Joe, I want to. I'd be remiss if I didn't bring this up because this was a hot topic on Twitter, um, high school sports Twitter or whatever. This um, uh, realignment that's going on. And and is it all of California, CIF California, or is it just Northern it's California? This section. Or, Only this section okay, does it. This section. All right. Yeah. Like what's what's going on? There's some things that I've heard about that I like and I don't like. I know they're putting all the Elk Grove schools together, which I think is a great idea. But then you got, you know, the metros getting broken up. I think Burbank is going to be out of the metro. All this. Well, these stuff. are only proposals. Proposals. And okay. so every four years, unless there's a COVID break, um, there's realignment and that's happened for decades. And it's what's realignment while well, you try to shuffle the leagues around or teams and put them in the right leagues to try to make it as fair and balanced as you can, because some schools enrollments drop, mm-hmm. you get, you, you, you open a new school in their neighborhood and their enrollment could take a real hit. And so you don't want to, especially in football, if you're just getting beat into the ground or in basketball. Uh, and so you have all these committees and these meetings, and there's about four or five meetings and proposals and it's got to be the input of the coaches and the athletic directors but you know some of it makes perfect sense monterey trail and laguna creek are oak grove unified school district teams they've been in the metro league um which is fine but they'd rather be in the delta league surrounded by their neighborhood schools oak grove high Monter- um franklin sheldon kasumna's oaks uh, Pleasant Grove. So that makes sense. And that's probably going to happen. Um, and then there's discussion that Del Oro wants to get out of the Sierra Foothill League. Well, Del Oro, we think of Del Oro, we think of football. And I don't think that's going to happen because logistically it makes sense to keep them there. Um, there's talk of, of you know, what, what to do with Sac High. Well, mm-hmm. put Sac High back in the Metro League. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, that fits. There's talk of Burbank going to a different league. Now, you got to keep the city schools together. Maybe put Christian Brothers back in the Metro League. Mm-hmm. You know, Kenny, I think when you were in high school, Christian Brothers was a Metro League school. Mm-hmm. And it just, logistically, it made sense. So there's a lot of discussion. And, and there's a lot of discussion, too, guys, of let's let's create football power leagues. And that's always being discussed. And But um, but then that's going to take a lot of organization where you, you know, some Bay Area leagues will do it or sections will do it where you have a, a whole tier of, football powers. And if you have an off year or two, then you drop down in division, things like that. But um, I like the idea of realignment in general, because you're trying to make it as, as, as balanced as you can, the, the, the whole scope of program. Okay. So let's say if you have grant football, uh, which didn't fit in the Sierra foothill league with Folsom and Del Oro and Oak Ridge, and they just got it just overwhelmed them back in the 2000s. They would have done just fine. So then they get moved in the Metro. It saves their program, mm. you know, and, but then, the, then grant football is too strong for McClatchy mm-hmm. and too strong for Burbank. And those are 68 to nothing games. So how's that helpful? Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's never a perfect system. Uh, and Monterey trail football coach, uh, TJ Ewing has been the, the coach there since the school opened in 2005. Mm-hmm. Doesn't like being in the Metro because they have those 72 to nothing games mm-hmm. and running the whole second half. You don't get better. That's why he plays De La Salle in a non-league. That's why he plays Folsom. He wants to get back in the Delta League. And, you know, why does it matter in football? We've talked about this before, too, where the revenue generated from football attendance helps fund all sports on campus. Mm-hmm. And there you go. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the realignment. There's a, another weird story that happened yesterday. Austin Mack. I saw that. That's crazy. Quarterback star, yeah. Folsom. Big as a house, six foot six. As a sophomore, he was a bit overwhelmed, and then he grew, and he got better. And then as a junior last year, gets him uh, you know, to the NorCal finals, beats De La Salle with a, with a game winner in the regular season. They lose the, the rematch. And he improved light years, became a national recruit, moves his feet, looks around, wants to be better, wants to be that guy. And now he's reclassified, which is a new thing, and he's – Technically, junior, he's 16 years old, but now he's off to this summer. He'll be off to Washington. the Washington Huskies on scholarship. And I'm thinking, I'm not a fan of that, but that's his decision. Mm-hmm. He posted a tweet and said, let's you know, respect that. I'm going to get a hold of him and talk to him about it. 16-year-old is too young to be that's crazy. That's, practicing that's so with the Washington Huskies. Mm-hmm. And he'll be 17 next year, certainly. But um, And, you know, and Folsom's, you know, doesn't want to see him go, but they've got talent up the – you know, up their sleeve. They've got guys everywhere. Um, and so that's a new deal. Alyssa Silva was our sack B softball player of the year for Oak Grove high school last year. And she did the same thing. She reclassified. Now she's at, I think at the university of Arizona, um, that's the new deal. And if it shows that they're really ambitious and pretty bright to graduate that early. I, I needed every day of my senior year to, to graduate, to walk. Don't forget to get that last, Spanish test in Davidson, you're not going to walk, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So that's, um, you know, and the other thing is we've seen this too. If you're a really good basketball player, you might be headed to a prep school by your senior year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joe, you've been and dubbed a, a walking Wikipedia page, man. We, we, we goat. appreciate you so much. Uh, tremendous. Appreciate knowledge you guys. Always. Go lions. Uh, love catching up with you. Light the beam. Hey, I'll light that beam and I'll take a photo and send it to you guys. Please do. 
and then and then if there if there's a loss, there'll be there'll be no beam. That's fine. I'll there's light no the beam, beam and I'll send a photo also. It's gonna look a little bit different. But Joe, we appreciate you, buddy. Thanks as always. Thanks, guys. That's our man, Joe Davidson. No one better uh when it comes to talking about sports uh in this area than our man than Jody. You did some math. Yes. I I, 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 I want to hear this math. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Kenny's math when D'Lo and Casey return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. D'Lo and Casey continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. Appreciate everybody listening on the Odyssey app. Make sure you hit the heart button. Save ESPN 1320 uh, as your favorite radio station. We love everybody listening on ESPN 1320 and 98.5. FM HD too, but that Odyssey app really is a great, great way to listen to us. Even if you're in the car, we know so many of you compute, uh, commute. You don't have to worry about uh, losing signal or anything like that when you got us dialed up there uh, on the app. But wherever you are, if you're watching or listening, uh, we appreciate you for being with us here uh, Monday through Friday, 12 to 4 on ESPN 1320. Uh, big thanks to Joe Davidson for joining us as yeah. well. Another wealth of information. Uh, James Ham, he's going to join us. Uh, at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. And Kenny did some math. Did a little math last night. Because, you know, I just wanted to see, you know, it's like I got all these thoughts in my head, mm. scenarios. Like, let's put pen to paper. And okay. I still put pen to paper. You, I, this, I can I confirm this. You have this. spectacular Look, penmanship. Pen, pen paper right here, man. You're, 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 not even you're, in my computer. Your penmanship is incredible. Thank you. Thank you very much. Probably a lot of typos on there because they don't order correct, but that's just the nature of life that's now. When, that's, but see – that's when your focus is heightened. I agree on what you're doing. Completely you know, agree. Oh, I can't scribble it out. Ain't nothing scarier. Ugly. Ain't nothing scarier than that handwritten note I write. Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> cards. I, I still do yeah. that on cards, and that's yep. just like me too. Whew, whew, stressful. Sweating, just beads of sweat <laughs> dropping down. Like it's I before E, except after C. All right, got it. That's the lyric. I got it. <laughs> um, Ridiculous. But. And Roddy asked the question in the chat. He said, did Casey go through the remaining King schedule like me? It's funny you say that, Roddy, because I saw you earlier when he said the Kings finishing 12 and 13 to finish the season, and I'm totally fine with that. Um, so here's the deal, right? I look at this situation here with the way this season ends, and I did the same study as Roddy did. Hmm. Kings got 25 games left. Okay. Obviously, you can't go 500. We keep saying go 500. Well, they can't go 500 with 25. Well, yesterday you could have. Yeah, yesterday. <laughs> but I did it after the game. So 25 games left, you can't go 500. Yeah. Um, and I took the worst case scenario. What I believe is the worst. What I believe is the worst case scenario. Like okay. not saying 500. I could have said they go 13 and 12. I said no. Let's let's say 12 and 13. They finished 12 and 13. Mm-hmm. They finished with a record of 44 and 38. Okay. Then I took all the teams that are currently in the play in. 44 and 38. It's about on pace for what they've been the last couple of weeks six, mm-hmm. seven, eight games above 500. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I finished six games over in that scenario. Mm-hmm. So I took all the teams that are below them in the standings and I said, this is what they need to do in their remaining games to have a better record than the Sacramento Kings. Mm hmm. You got the Phoenix Suns. They got 23 games left. To have a better record than the Kings, they'd have to go 13 and 10. Very doable. Like, I think that'll happen personally. Yeah. So that's one team ahead of them. Kings, you know, moved to four. Down to four. Clippers got 22 games left. 
They'd have to go 13-9 and nine yeah. to end the season. After what I saw yesterday, Yeah, I think they'll be down, able to attain that. Down to five. <laughs> down to five. <laughs> now you got the Mavericks. The Mavericks has 23 games left. They've got to go 14-9 and nine to finish the season. And remember, remember when I say this. Mm-hmm. This is with the Kings playing under 500. I mean, it's, it's not conceivable the Kings finish 15 and 10 to finish a- the season. Absolutely not. You know what I mean? I've just went with the worst case scenario for argument's sake. We're playing devil's advocate. Mavericks would have to go 14 it's, and 9 in that situation. We hope this is the worst case we scenario. Hope, we hope. Yeah. 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 Knock, knock on whatever. There's no is indication what is this, that. Granite? I don't know. What yeah. I, I don't know what it is either. Just knock on it. I always do. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just. Knock on it. It's fine. But. The Mavs, in that scenario, with the Kings playing under 500, mm-hmm. would still have to go 14 and nine to finish ahead of the Kings. Could okay. happen, but I don't know. So like I said, I don't know about that. Now you get into your Pelicans. They got 24 games left. Mm-hmm. They'd have to finish 15 and nine to be better than the Kings. See, that feels like a bigger stretch than Dallas. Finishing what was it fourteen and nine fifteen fourteen and nine. yeah yeah it feels like the, the Pelicans doing that feels like a far bigger stretch I to me I agree I agree you got the T Wolves they got twenty two games left yeah they got to finish fourteen and eight in twenty two games they haven't come close I don't to that think all they've year. done that all year yeah. it's not happening Warriors twenty four games left we'll talk about them in a second they got to go sixteen and eight to finish the season. Um are they under 500 or 500 exactly right now? I think now? they're 500 you know? exactly. They are. They're 29 and 29. And they're the they're the only team. They're they're one. This is what I keep saying. They're the only team in the top 20 teams in the NBA that still doesn't have double digit wins on the road. That's crazy. They're 7 and 22. They're 22 and 7 at home and 7 and 22 on the road. That is absolutely stunning. It's crazy. And then you got the Jazz. For context, the Lakers are 13 and 18, and they're 26 and 32. <laughs> right. And then you've got the Jazz, 23 games left. They'd have to go 16 and 7. So worst case scenario, with the Kings finishing a game under 500 in the final 25, they should be in some type of postseason situation, a play-in situation. I think they'll be in top six. Here's the deal. I went to the schedule. Okay. And I wasn't looking for 12 games, but I just went down the schedule. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I went absolute, once again, relatively speaking, you guys know what I mean, worst case scenario for the Kings. Please don't do what I think you're about to do. I found 12 wins. Please don't. Just don't name them all. I'm not, no, I'm not going to okay. name them. I got, I got them here, but I'm okay. not going to name them. Yeah, I, found, I found 12 wins. Because we, we, we I found, know how that goes. I, I came up with 12 wins. Okay. I'm not afraid, though. I know you're not. Like, I'm, I'm not afraid. I'm, I'm like, politely they, asking you I, not I, I to read I believe in this team. Off. This team handles business. They do what they do. But I got 12 wins. Mm-hmm. They've got two more back-to-back situations. Don't have them sweeping either one of those. I don't uh, have them. Oklahoma City and Phoenix? And Portland. Oh, Oklahoma City and Portland. I don't have them sweeping. Okay. They play the Clippers two more times. I don't have them beating the Clippers not once. Mm. They play the Suns two more times. Smart. I don't have them beating the Suns not once. I don't have them beating New Orleans not once. Really? I don't have them beating uh, Milwaukee or Boston. I don't even think I have them beating Chicago. 
And I still Well, came. apparently, I don't think anyone is beating Mil- Milwaukee, by the no. way. It was funny. I think they were on a 10-game win streak for like four weeks, and they just <laughs> won their 11th straight game last night. Yeah, Felt yeah. like they hadn't played in a month. Yeah, they had a super long uh, – They had an all-star break. Really? Like the, the Milwaukee the Bucks break. had an all-star break. Right. So, in that – I say all this is to say, in this practice that I did, mm-hmm. I said, let's just say they lose to almost all the good teams. Because that's what everybody thinks Chicago. is going to happen. Chicago Bulls. Yeah, and at Chicago, that's things. No, happen. I, I I meant they're the Chicago Bulls oh, last yes. year. There you go. Because that's what everybody thinks is going to happen in the second half anyway. You know, just games get tougher. And all it gets tougher. Stuff. Yeah. So I said, fine. Don't beat any of the good teams. Still came up with twelve wins. Okay. Everybody, calm down. The Kings are finishing in the top six. No, it, in the top six. Now I'm now I'm angry. It was all arguments they do I believe Wait, they no, hang can't on. beat New Orleans? Sure. How many times have the Warriors been here? Twice? They've been here once. They've oh, played just them three once. times. They played them three times, but two of them were at That's Chase cool. Center. Yeah. Okay. Because one of those seven wins is here. Not for the Warriors. They lost here. They lost here? Yeah. They lost here. Where was the first one? The first one was that a first one was they first two were in Golden State. Oh, okay. And then the All right. That's when you left me and Olivia. Where was I? You left. You were at the game. You left. <laughs> oh, where I left you and Olivia. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Warren G night. No, that's anyway. that's yeah, it was it was it was West Coast Hip Hop night. West Coast Hip Hop night. And magically, uh, D'Lo goes home at halftime, and it's it's courtside. <laughs> we were Kenny. looking for cotton cotton candy. <clears throat> we we did. We we scoured the <laughs> arena for cotton candy, and um, no, it's okay. You don't have to look anymore. And then I leave and all these videos being posted sitting next to Mike Brown. Uh, Maybach O giving uh, Mike Brown advice on what substitutes to run to make sure that the Kings win. Yeah, man. But, I mean, I, I say all this to say. Acting like she was sad I left. As soon as I walk out the door, hey, we, we going down to your seats now, Kenny? <laughs> Kenny, can we go to your seat since he's finally gone? <laughs> I honestly didn't think we were going to get him out on we a were, Sunday we were, night. We were broken up, man. We were broken up that D-Lo didn't stay around. Yeah, it really looked well, like Well, we it. got that win, though. Looked like it. Did get the win. We got the win. Oak saw the beam before I did. I don't even think we looked to the sky that day. <laughs> it was still new. <laughs> I didn't think we, yeah. we, we were, made no mind to no beam. That yeah. <laughs> Probably was only the, what, second or third time it was lit. <laughs> yeah. We didn't pay no mind to the to the roof of the Golden One Center. I was busy listening to regulate. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, man, I say all that to say. I mean, and that doesn't take into account a number of different things, right? So, like, Phoenix and the Clippers play each other on Thursday. It's a guaranteed loss for somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm sure the the Mavericks play the Suns again this year. So, loss for somebody. Like, those losses are going to happen. And once again, this is me saying, taking an absolute pessimistic view on the Sacramento Kings. Kings just ain't going to beat no good teams the rest of the year. Sure, have at it. Still found 12. I think I think it's more realistic the Kings finish about 15 and 10. I think okay. that's how they finish the, the season, about 15 and 10. Which, uh, uh, again, that's – not playing above their head. That's no. what they've been for damn near 60 games this season. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. at looking at all of these other teams, you, you mentioned, and I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but 
the, the, the numbers for New Orleans. Maybe New Orleans is wrong, but the numbers for Minnesota definitely aren't. Mm-hmm. Minnesota has not played like that one time this year. 14-8. and eight. They have not done that this no. year. Now, uh, New Orleans might have. New Orleans uh, did for a quick you, second you, you, with you, Zion, and you, I don't you, know you, if Brandon Ingram was there or not. I don't think he was because yeah. that was a topic of conversation on this show. Right. Utah has. It's just a question of whether you bought what you saw or not because they haven't done it since. Once mm-hmm. they declined, it was like the opposite of the Kings when, 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 you, when you said get, was it five games above mm-hmm. 500 and don't ever look back? Well, they haven't. Once Utah went down, they never went back up. Right. Now they haven't right. sunk like so many people thought that they would. They've 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 stayed afloat. Like they're right there. If they want, we said this earlier. If you want a playing spot, it's available for you. Mm-hmm. The question will become at some point who actually wants it. San Antonio's fine. Houston's fine. They're in the lottery. They're very very high in the lottery. Who else wants to to play the ping pong ball game? Right. And you know we'll, we'll see what. Portland looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see what Utah looks like. I mean, there's questions about you know Russell Westbrook in Utah, and I've got a question about Russell Westbrook oh, in Utah. Me. Well, Bert, go ahead. Birdie told me Russ is meeting with the Clippers today. Nobody else has this, but a Birdie told me that. Very reliable. Like the Birdie that told me, they don't ever tell me nothing about NBA news. Okay. So we'll see what happens there. Okay. Me with the Clippers, though. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.